Welcome to the Empowered Life. I'm your friend, Ern Inyon. This podcast aims to inspire you to create the life that you want to live. If you are not yet a subscriber, be sure to subscribe and get notified when a new episode is posted. Now let's go on with the show. Hello everyone. In this episode, I want to talk about knowledge. By definition, that knowledge is a familiarity, awareness, or understanding of someone or something. Knowledge is also processed information. Knowledge is a precious commodity. You know, we do a lot of things just to get it. We send our kids to school, pay their tuition fees just for them to get the right knowledge. When I was in college, when there are when there was no internet yet, I spent huge amount of my time in the library to read books. I spent my allowance buying books in national bookstore. When I was already working, I bought more books, all to acquire knowledge. Many times, uh, when we were, uh, when we are trying to share our knowledge to someone, to some people, we often hear people respond immediately. I know. Um, and you start to see people um, not interested to hear the rest of your story. Some can even be rude by gesturing for you to stop because they know that already. Have you experienced this? You know, in in J.C. Liberan's book, Wholehearted, which I strongly recommend to buy you, you to buy the book, he calls this the AKNY syndrome or the Alam Konayan syndrome. You know, many of us have this syndrome because, you know, especially when we were young. I remember I was not open and coachable when I was younger. I know that. I read it uh, somewhere was my usual reply. Thankfully, I was able to outgrow this bad habit over time. I believe many of us have this bad habit is because we want to appear smart in front of people. We know a lot of things and try to impress, especially when your crush is around. Nobody wants to look stupid. But in another perspective, what's wrong with not knowing? What you know, you know. What you do not know, you do not know. You see, knowing what you don't know opens up infinite possibilities. If you prevent things you don't know from knowing by acting as if you know, you are destroying the very act of knowing. Please also remember that what you do not know is far greater than what you know, even if you've read every book that was ever written. A few Sundays ago, my family and I were discussing about how children nowadays learn so fast. You know, my son Ethan now at seven I'm so amazed by it, by how vast his vocabulary is and the amount of knowledge he absorbs. My nephew Maddie is in grade 5, I think, and consistently getting high grades. Well, um, I'm not really a fan of grades because sometimes it becomes the purpose of why you need to study. It is a good motivator, yes, <clears throat> especially if you're a student. But for me, we study because we want to learn. And the learning doesn't stop even after college. We only stop learning. Uh, the, only, the only time that we stop learning is when we die. 
The danger of studying for grades is people stop studying when they are not graded anymore. Much of what I'm paid for now are the knowledge I acquired after college. For me, the most important objective, why our parents sent us to school, spent their hard-earned money to pay our tuition fees, and after spending all those years in school, for me, the main objective is for us to love learning. You need to love the process. Last century, progress starts if you know the three R's of learning, and that is reading, writing, and arithmetic. In this century, progress begins when you learn, unlearn, and relearn. Access to information has never been so easy. I don't need to reserve books anymore in the library. All I need to do is to go to Amazon and look for the ebook that I want, buy it, and read it in my Kindle in literally just two clicks. I don't have to spend huge amount, huge amount of money to enroll myself in short courses. I can enroll myself at Udemy. Information is now commoditized. There's less <clears throat> there's less value in keeping information than before because you can get it easily. All you have to do is Google it. <clears throat> Even more so now that artificial intelligence is on the rise. The freedom to access more information is giving us more options as well as more views and perspectives. Individuals who are non-writers, journalists, but have relevant views, get their, you know, get get to publish their opinion in digestible pieces. What this means is that what you've learned may not be appropriate anymore, because what you've just learned, you just learned a better perspective. As I mentioned in my earlier episodes, I took up accounting, advertising, information technology. But, you, but if you stack up all the books I've read, it would be psychology that I read the most. I have always been curious about how our mind works and how it affects our behavior, our preference, and the way we respond. There is always a question in my mind and I will pursue it until I get, I get clarity. Now, there's, now this is where the, the importance of having the, the ability to learn, unlearn, and relearn comes in. It is how we filter information and make it relevant. If you are my age, chances are you've been indoctrinated by the religion, by your parents, of your parents, by your family dynamics, and by your culture. If you grew up here in the Philippines, chances are you've been indoctrinated by Christianity, by the Filipino culture. Family dynamics may vary. For instance, both of my parents were professionals. They were not businessmen. My mom did business later in her life when my brothers and I were in college. So growing up, all of my brothers and I wanted to be professionals. And later on, all of us wanted to be in business. You see how dynamics play in changing our perspective. Just look at your parents and how on, on what they're doing and see how they influenced you. Most parents want their kids to be a better version of themselves. I say you don't have to be a replica of your father or your mother. Work on to be the best version of yourself. That is what you need to do. 
Indoctrination by your religious belief is hard to unlearn because that has been hammered to us ever since we were born. My parents were both Catholic and uh, I went to Catholic schools. My parents were Catholic because their parents were Catholic. So the belief and all its rituals were just handed down from generation to generation without much thought. Admittedly, many of us parents operate on convenience, not really weighing options on the basis of what is best for our child. As I gained more perspective, my understanding of life also changed, and it is so different with the way I understood it before. There were so many things I need to unlearn regarding uh, what I believe because they weren't working for me. If what you believe in doesn't lead you to the life you want to live, then what is the point? But the reality is, many people don't want to unlearn, even if they, what they believe in is leading them to a life of misery. They're just lazy to unlearn. They're like in a hypnotic spell that they cannot get out. I'm not saying you need to abandon your faith completely. You have to be able to pinpoint which part of your belief that doesn't work, then have the courage to change it. It is the same thing with family dynamics. You know, my wife and I, when we were starting as a couple, we struggled with our finances. I was already working as an accountant and auditor close to eight years when we got married. I knew a lot about accounting and I was good at monitoring other people's money. But I didn't do the accounting of our own money. When we were starting, we believed in the concept of entrega. Yeah. We got it from our both of our parents. Entrega is a popular mentality among baby boomers. And it means that the husband surrenders all his income to his wife. And the wife will do the budget for the house, investments, and all. Well, in the 1950s and in that era... The usual setup was husbands work while wives stay at home. Well, maybe it made sense during that time to practice that concept and they saw some success to it. Another reason I heard why many family ma- families practice entrega is because so that men will have no money to womanize, which I think is not good because it is based on uh, doubt or mistrust. So at first, I was giving all my salary to Wang and just you know, a small allowance for my transportation and snacks. My wife did a good job in budgeting our money. All bills were paid and had to spare and had some spare to, uh, to dine out and watch movies on weekends. But we weren't progressing in our finances. Me particularly, I didn't really know where we are in our finances. Since I didn't know, I was not motivated to make more money. It was only when we stopped the practice that we started seeing signs of progress. And on all other things, no, we, we needed to change and align. Uh, that's when we saw signs of progress in our finances because both of us are on top of it. Others stop learning because they are just afraid. <clears throat> this coming November, the Philippine Speech Language Pathology will have their first 
licensure examination. It is going to be a historic event. Those who graduated 2019 up to 2023 need to take it for them to practice. I spoke to a few SLPs who, were, who will be taking the exam and asked them about how they are preparing. They said they are going to set aside time to review and maybe organize a, few, a review camp a week before the exam. Their feelings are a mix of excitement and fear. Excitement because they are the first to take the exam and fear that, that they may fail. I also heard that there are some graduates that are not going to take the exams for some reason, maybe out of fear. I know the feeling because I have been in that situation. When I took the CPA board examination when I was in my 20s, it was exhausting, I tell you. Preparation can vary. You know, it really depends on the person. When I graduated in college, I felt I didn't know much, so I reviewed intensely. So some of my classmates, classmates when, who really were very good during college did not review us intense. So for me, what is important is that you need to take the test. Prominent infectious disease doctor Edsel Salvania posted in his social media account and he said, You fail 100% of the tests you don't take. But that doesn't mean taking the test and failing is the same as not taking it. Not taking the test basically means you gave up and you lost an opportunity to learn. Failing a test that you took gives you an opportunity to figure out what you don't know and shows you what you need to work on. Of course, it's better to pass the test the first time, but even if you don't, Taking it and acting on the mistakes you made increases your chances for success on the next one. If you don't take a test at all, you not only fail, you also learn nothing. Learning is a huge part of our existence. You got to love the process. Remember that you that to progress in this 21st century, have the capacity to learn, unlearn, and relearn. So to end this episode, I will leave you with these questions. What have you learned lately and what you what you need to unlearn? Thank you so much for listening friends. Please rate and review this podcast and share it to your friends. Until next time, blessings always.